All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This is Cut To It with Steve Smith Sr., a production of The Black Effect and iHeartRadio. I'm Steve Smith Sr. And I'm Gerard Littlejohn. And this is Cut To It. Cut to it, cut to it, let's get down to it, cut to it. We ask the questions you always want to know, but no one ever asks. Let's cut to it. If you ain't heard about it, then we're about to let you know. It's on. There's sometimes like we play, hey. Sometimes you just got to pick your ball up. What's going on? How was your weekend? Entertaining. What'd you get into? Uh, did some yard work. Well, actually, I didn't do any yard work. I pushed <laughs> it <liar>. off. <laughs> no, nah, I was supposed to. I'm going to end up doing something this weekend. Um, so I end up, uh, Buddy was in town, uh, Tori Smith. Oh, what? Oh, shout out to Tori. Yeah. So he cut, was former in, cut to it guest. Yeah. He was friend a, of ours. He was up in town and uh, called me Friday night and was asking me. Was I in town? He was coming down. They were doing, um, mm-hmm. they were doing this uh, uh, Under Armour uh, All American like this uh, Skills Challenge where they had okay. uh, high school kids. They were running 40s, uh, vertical jump. It was it was pretty it was pretty big time. Sounds but dope. It was, but it was also one of those things where um, I, I I never experienced this in high school, but it, I believe it can warp your perception of things and I just really saw some things that were as a parent I saw some things in myself and I was like ah that's what my wife was talking about gotcha. we when were you say you didn't experience what you mean like stuff like this like the kind of oh just jamboree type type thing it was it was big time yeah you know they had some kids that were ranked 75th in the nation yeah. uh, 30th in the nation <laughs> 300 in the nation. It was all around. I know I'm a little bit younger than you, but I feel like even when I was in high school, that stuff was really just starting to kick off. Like the Uh seven-on-seven tournaments, like that stuff. We didn't start doing that until my senior year of high school. We did seven-on-seven tournaments in high school just to kind of get yourself familiar with 
the possibility of competition. Yeah. And that that goes on no matter what. Yeah, installing but, your offense, yeah. all that. But it, this was it wasn't it wasn't a thing back then. No, like, this yeah. was like ESPN rankings. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they had some players, I believe, according to what they say, are highly ranked. That you know you'll see, as some people told me, uh, you will see some of these some of these young men playing on Sunday. Mm, already know that, huh? They already know that. Wow. Yeah, and um, and some of these young men were car- conducting and carrying themselves. Uh, as if they were already playing on Sunday. <laughs> what you mean by that? It was just a lot. It, it, it was a lot in regards of, and maybe I'm just old school, and I probably am. You are. But I am old school in the, in, in, in the matter of fact of like, um, you know, a lot of this generation is all about, uh, about that life, right? Mm. That YOLO. <laughs> and so I was, I was asked to, if I see something, correct it. So I'm oh. working with the wide receivers. And we were going over some, over some, how to swim or how to get off the jam, mm-hmm. right? Or the press coverage or mm-hmm. quick jam. And so I was just surprised at how many navels <laughs> I saw out on the field. You mean like the the high tucked in jerseys? No, I call it what it is. <laughs> I saw a lot of shimmel shimmel shirts. No, I saw a lot of crop tops. That's what I saw. And I and, and to be honest. I'm just telling you what I saw. Yeah, I I, I have ne- I've seen it a little bit. You always got a guy uh-huh. or two, but it was a whole bunch of them. Wow, it was a whole bunch of crop tops and navels, <laughs> and um, and earrings with hoops and and uh, and and crosses and. So they were they were swagged out. Yeah, here's the problem. I guess the standard of swag is lowered. Mm. Because when I started coaching some of these kids, now one of these kids, and I don't know his name, and I named didn't ask him because it was just yeah. it was so many kids. Okay. But I was like, hey, you know, let's swim. Instead of doing swimming moves, right? Oh, one kid sw- swam, and that's when you know, like you're swimming, mm-hmm. and he hit the bag as if he was someone under five six. Like, who, who down there? Who, who are you? Sw- <laughs> who down there? And so I, I said this statement, and this summarizes everything I mean about the crop tops and earrings. I wear earrings, I always have. But on the football field, also about my business. Mm-hmm. So one of these young men, I say, hey, man, if you're going to swim, you got to swim and swing that arm mm-hmm. violently. Yeah. Right? I say, you got to. It's a fist fight in the phone booth. You're trying to get off the line. Yeah, it's a fist fight in the phone. That's what I love using fist fight in the phone booth. Mm. Not haymakers, fist fight. (laughs) Just, you know, punch out. Mm -hmm. uh, Rock 'em, sock 'em, bops. (laughs) Right? Kid tells me, and it just made sense. Connected the dots. See, you ever been in a fight? He goes, no, not really. All you needed to hear? If you got that crop top and the red rings, <laughs> you had better been in a fight. And why is that important? So people, oh, Steve, that's hard to say. No, it's not. We're talking about a, a hand-to-hand it's combative. It's a violent sport. It's a violent sport. But you looking the part. Mm-hmm. You looking like you're ready to get after someone. You ain't. Well, why does that bother you, people who look the part? Because there's a lot of people who look the part, and they get so much credit for looking the part, 
and then you get them out there, and they want no parts of the mm. game. And then they, you get a false narrative of that's how they are. That, that's, you know, as they say, uh, and I was with the receiver, so, you know, they call us divas, uh-huh. right? Don't look the part of a, the diva part. Like, go out there and ball. Yeah. But I just I found it, me personally, I found it extremely disappointing that so focused on how I understand look good, play good. But then also when I try to give them criticism, coaching, correction, and correction and critiquing, man, no crop tops got in a bunch. <laughs> but what do you, what do you think's changed? What do you what do you think's changed generation? Because it it definitely wasn't well, like that back then. Here's in the what day. I believe was changed. From your standpoint, what do you think? What changed? I believe has changed is our young men are listening to music, emulating the music and behaving in a manner in which they see off a, what, 20-second Instagram post. They're mimicking things and don't realize what they're mimicking to some degree isn't very masculine. Mm. And I don't know how this is going to come across, but I just felt it was extremely... I feel like I was at a fashion show instead of a football display. And not everybody. There are some there are some beasts out there. But then there's some there are some beasts who look beast, but they really weren't there for the right intentions. Mm-hmm. That also why that's important and why I found that as a dad, that's also setting them up for failure and not really giving them a realistic understanding of what they're embarking on. Mm-hmm. They're not embarking on a popularity contest. They're definitely not embarking on a fashion contest. It's football. Mm-hmm. It's about skills, and it's actually about producing. Because there were some times where I gave some coaching, and some kids received the coaching, and there are some kids who looked at me as if, what the fuck do I know? Mm. It's different, man. Yeah, they it's different. De- it's, but, it's definitely but you know different. what? But that's why I asked you what what do you what do you think it is? Because it, it you I, I agree. I think it's I think it's images. I think it's social media. I think it's I think it's overall media. But then I was curious to know: Do you think it's any of from parenting to coaching to Absolutely. what to Every, and I, all, all of, of the above is where is really what I tend to think because you can just tell it's a it's a difference between and they and don't youth like, sports youth sports today versus youth sports. Back in the day where, again, I know I'm a little bit younger, but generally when we came up, man, it's it's just different. It's completely different. What's tough, too, is they don't like to be critiqued, mm. right? Don't like to be coached. And I mean, we used to welcome that. Isn't I, that the only way you got better? I, I didn't necessarily – I wasn't all ears on dog cussing me, yeah, right? T- but, yeah. but, like, you can't even – hey, put your foot up. What? Why? Right. You know, put your opposite. And it's not why is, hey, why tell me because I, yeah. I really want to know. It's like, well, what's the big deal? So were people questioning you when you gave them correction? They weren't necessarily questioning. I just, okay. I got the, I'm a dad. Because that would have been different if no, it is, It's not, now. it's not that. I got the look. Gotcha. I got the like. like what, what's he know? Yes. <laughs> but it's still like, you got a, a future Hall of Famer. I know that making you uncomfortable, whatever. But you got a, you have a a guy who's been there, done that. And I think whether it is your, whether here's, it is your status as an NFL player or just someone but who has played before. Here's the part that threw them off too. 
I knew I was going to a football camp, so I also one, I dressed comfortably mm -hmm. in case I had to get out there. But I also I got looked sideways a little bit because mm -hmm. I didn't look like a guy who played 16 years. Yeah. You know what I look yeah. like? I had some short sweatpants, a t-shirt, a hat, you know, my nine-year-old free watch. <laughs> you know, I, I, I didn't look like the NFL superstar. Yes. Mm -hmm. I you know, I I got my my you know, my necklace that I've been wearing for years that I wear under my shirt. But I, I it wasn't extravagant. Mm -hmm. And so a few a little bit was like, Steve? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Oh, I thought you were oh. Just kinda I got that. They thought you showed up looking like a lame. Yeah. <laughs> I I show I showed I showed up, but you showed up with knowledge, and they and sometimes well, they don't want to hear. It. Well, actually, I showed up in that fist fighting phone booth attire. <laughs> you, hey, you never sometimes, know. Sometimes you just gotta pull up, pull up, because you can't fist fighting skinny jeans. <laughs> you can't get your ass whooped in them skinny jeans, but not here, not this guy. Don't let me pull my flip up brim down. Oh, that's when you that's when you mean business? Actually, when I flip it around, uh -huh. that's when you know you're gonna go to get work your time. ass whooped. Go to work time. Yep. Who we got? Coming on the Cut to It podcast, we've got Antoine Bethay, a veteran NFL safety. He played with four teams during his tenure with the NFL. He's a three-time Pro Bowler and he's a member of the Black College Football Hall of Fame as he attended Howard University. Antoine Bethay on the Cut to It podcast. It's always a pleasure to have someone in studio. So, hey, right off the bat, we're going to get into Get Iced Up. Favorite color and why? <clears throat> Red. Um, and I would just say, you know, um, that bull, you know. That bull mm. sees red, you know, you you attacking. So, okay. Like you said, I'm a defensive guy anyway, so that's how we, that's our mindset. Okay. And that was a cool-ass explanation. Yeah. <laughs> he always been one of those cool guys. Yeah. Just playing against him, never really got the opportunity to see how cool he was. Oh, wait, that, that, cool, that cool factor didn't come through then? When he trying to hit you, he's like a do. cool guy. Right. Trying to knock my block off. Appreciate it. <laughs> we'll get into that hey, I got later. A story. I got a story. Oh, oh, oh don't. I got a, hey, Thank I got a story you. that Stop I always told. All right, That's moving sad. on, moving <laughs> on. Hey, hobbies you have picked up um, in retirement now? Man. Um, Sustainable hobbies. hobbies. Not don't give me. I did knitting nah, for a week. Um, right now it's Peloton. <laughs> okay, Ooh. you got the bike or the treadmill? The bike. Okay. Right now it's Peloton. I don't know how long that's going. Um, that's going to stick. But right now that's what it is. Yeah. For how much I paid for my Peloton? Oh, it's sticking. It's stick, yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> yeah. We just got ours like two weeks ago. I, I love it. I love it so far. Yeah. But it's, I can't it's do the different. bike though. So I, I tapped into a six thirty group. You did it live. Six thirty group. It was uh -huh. uh, some other guys, some retired guys, and we mm -hmm. was getting on six thirty. I had to fall back on that though, like that. Getting up at six o'clock, being yeah. retired. I'm like, nah. nah, nah. <laughs> that, go, that goes against the whole point. Yeah, the right? whole point, you know. But, but that's when your metabolism works throughout the day, it, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just can't. For how much riding you guys are mm -hmm. doing, like in and and being a Peloton treadmill, mm -hmm. and you having a. I do get jealous sometimes when seeing y'all. Like, man, I get an hour. I'm over there ecstatic about my little 
My little four, five miles you know, uh-huh. over there, hour. They hitting 30, 30 miles. miles. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, how are you sitting on that Peloton for that long? Sometimes, without, um, sometimes you're not sitting. Pause. Yeah. Um, I got to get the butt pad. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Pause. I definitely got to get the. Pause. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause we hate well, to throw you, we hate hey, to throw you a check around. But yeah. nah, that, sitting there for forty five minutes or an hour, yeah. that that's a that's a beast. Mm-hmm. That's a beast. Now, but the treadmill, I'm I'm just not a. I've never been a treadmill runner. I haven't either. But I started. And I, I I like it. Yeah, I, I tra- like the treadmill hurts. In what regard? Well, I don't like running. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's it. I don't. And especially I just, running. I didn't know. Running running on that treadmill. For me, mm, running, I, I gotta impact, yeah. I gotta have an endpoint. Yeah, I gotta see where I'm going. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean with the treadmill. Was just like, but it's just, it's the same. Just like riding. I, what's crazy is I did. So I did the Peloton at uh, in Indy, mm-hmm. and when I was thinking about getting one, uh-huh. the the bike, and I did the class, and the class mm-hmm. didn't do anything for yeah. me. Yeah, I was kind of like, this is it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then I did the Peloton. But what I like about the treadmill is it has. Uh, has the wood way. Yeah, so it's, it's so, just easy yeah, on give the me knees. A little, yeah, little give bounce. me a little bounce. Yeah. So. Peloton, your ad can go here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a good product, though. It definitely is. It's a good product. I like, I, like yeah. I can work out by myself, push myself, mm-hmm. but yet I do not feel. You feel connected. I just don't feel like I'm by myself. By yourself, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I don't have to be connected with anybody. I just, I, you, if you're up at 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. or 7 yeah. p.m., it's not this awkward, like, okay. Yeah. Nah, that's dope. Because I, I did the, um, you know, I got the app. So I do, uh, I also, I'll run outside mm-hmm. and yeah. I'll do the audio yep. on yep. the Peloton yep. and have somebody in your ear yep. talking like, yo, this is what we doing. Let's push it. Yep. Yeah. I like that. See, I like that too. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. What's the best way to social distance? Six feet apart or... Um, a loan someone some money. Oh, loan somebody some money. <laughs> <laughs> no question. You want to get them this? Hey, no question. They may not come back. You ain't got to worry about no sending six feet apart. No question. No question. It's hey, a city apart. Man, it's conversation I have all the time. Boy, like, psh. give me that same energy that you that you had when you was asking for the money. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I yeah we. That's a uh, backstage Joe on that one. Yeah, we thought you jumped right on that. Yeah, one. yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Um, you know, uh, so my daughter works at Chick Fil A. Yeah, and um, she was like, "Dad, there's this guy that drives a nice car, and I can't remember where I know him from." Yeah, and then she said, "You looked at her like I know you, but I don't know uh-huh. where I know you from." And so she finally, someone there said, oh, that's, that's Antoine. And yeah. So she was talking to me and I said, tell him. I yeah. said, what's up? And so she said, and, and she said, now it's that less awkwardness of yeah. like. Now we've acknowledged each other. Yeah. 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 So it was pretty funny. So, um, so with that being said, what's your favorite item on Chick-fil-A? Because word on the chicken streets. Oh, so you kind of That Christian chicken. Yeah. The Christian chicken. <laughs> what? That could anointed you know, meal. Uh, what you, what you getting? Man, I'm uh, right now. I'm you go getting, enough, so yeah, I, yeah, I definitely yeah. go enough. <laughs> right now, I'm a, um, I'm with some spicy chicken strips right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's the side? Fries. Okay. No Classic. question. Drink, drink. Uh, Sprite. 
Okay. All right. I uh, thought you might have switched it up, got a little Arnold Palmer. Some of us call it Tiger Woods. Nah, 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 nah. I'm, I'm, I'm sticking <laughs> whoa, with this. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I've whoa. never heard of Tiger Woods. You never, never, never heard of it. Oh, it's when did this it, start? Instead of it being Arnold Palmer, you know, just more of a more recent golfer, depending on where you go. Some people call it a Tiger Woods. No, like my you go first. to my yeah, first time here now. I've heard that. Where did you hear it from? I had it at Soul Food Restaurant. That's over. I thought it was just half and half. <laughs> same thing. It's the same drink. I it's mean, just I called it's different I never, golfer. I never heard Tiger. <laughs> I've never different heard. Never same heard same drink, Wood. different golfer. Mm, yeah. I don't know about that one. Oh, no. I just, so I just made it up? <laughs> no, no. You, that's how Alma Palmer became Alma Palmer. It was made yeah. up. But I'm just saying, I don't know if that yeah, made up is going to stick. I the switch up. You hit you hit us without anybody stop like yeah like the like the needle went off the record like it I did. said something like, offensive no it did my bad. never heard of that one <laughs> my bad that's, that's a new one to me never heard of that one <laughs> yeah, that's, what I, that's what I look like yeah right ninja what, what did you say <laughs> and you said oh, he started taking he started taking his hoodie off I, I was like damn I, just, <laughs> I love how you. I love how you explain to us yeah. who Tiger Woods was. <laughs> yeah. Right, like y'all looking like Tiger Woods. Like, yeah, the golfer. Like, that's not, right. When you said Tiger Woods, you said, yeah, he's more current. First thing I said was, that ain't what his legs said. He ain't, he, ain't, <laughs> he ain't playing golf right now. Nah. So you you try to, you, that's one of those, that ain't going to stick. Nah. All right, well, stuck hey, somewhere. It ain't with this group. All right, it's cool. <laughs> if we go out to eat, yeah, and we say, "Yo, give, give me a Tiger Wood," <laughs> they, they gonna look depends, at you sideways. It, 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 it depends on where you at. No, they still gonna look at you. Yeah, I gonna jump out. Hey, here's what, yeah. here's yeah. what they gonna say. Which, what are you referring to? That's what I said. Depends on where you go. Yeah. yeah. All right, awkward transition. Yeah. Yeah. No one is going down this road. We have to take a break, and more than anything, we got to pay some bills. Mm-hmm. You got checks. I love Cut To It, and I, I love it even more when you download us and subscribe. And you can follow us on social media, too, Smitty. Where where at? That's at Cut To It on Instagram. What about Twitter? At Cut To It. Facebook? Cut To It featuring Steve Smith Sr., what about online? And you can follow us at cuttoitpodcast.com where you can buy merch and you can subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. I got all my answers questions. Um, yeah. I got all my questions answered. That's what I'm here for, brother. Cuttoitpodcast.com. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field. From free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me 
was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the One Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. So, Antoine, where are you from in a place you call your hometown? <clears throat> Born in Savannah, Georgia, but um, hometown is Newport News, Virginia. Okay. Grew up there. So, uh, dad was um, in the military. Moved around a little bit, mm-hmm. but uh, Newport News is home. So, growing up in Newport News, Virginia, you know, how did that how did that shape your perspective on the world? Man, it was um again being a military child. Um, you now, s- when you say military child, what age are we? What, what's the age range? Man, um, shoot, my dad was in the military until I was probably 14. Okay, so 14. so you were so, so long enough to it actually shaped you because yeah. you know so you hear somebody say oh I'm from mm-hmm. I'm here I was in the military you know and then you're like he got out when I was 4. Nah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, so so old enough to old, so old enough you experienced a lot of different places. So that's that's what I'm saying. So yeah. Pops <clears throat> born in Savannah, from Savannah we moved to Germany. Hmm. From Germany, we moved to uh, to Virginia at four years old. So mom and pops, they made a decision that, you know, instead of jumping from city to city, state to state, family would stay put, dad would do the traveling. Hmm. So, <clears throat> again, with that, just understanding, you know, for one, dad, you know, he got to do what he got to do to protect, to take care of the fam. So from there, he had his tours back to Germany, to Egypt, hmm. um, you know, Saudi Arabia. So, again... Me being the youngest of two, brother off at school, it's just me and mom dukes at the house. So now it's like at a young age, I'm technically the, the man the of the, man house. the house. You know what I mean? So um but but being in the um living on the base, you see white, you see black, you mm-hmm. see Asian, you see all type of life, you know. Um and then really everybody has something in common. It's military life. And then, you know, going to school, other kids, um, mom or dad. Um, gone. So we had mm-hmm. that in common. But then living, moving off base, <clears throat> able to see more so of the um, urban life, urban mm-hmm. lifestyle. Um, you know, middle school, um, 
95% black, high school 95% black. Mm-hmm. Now we starting to, I'm starting to experience what, you know, life in the urban neighborhood is all about. You know, friends going down different different paths. So for me, man, it just opened my eyes of just moving not even 10 miles down the road. Mm-hmm. It's a huge difference. You know what I mean? Just the lifestyle. Kids growing up on the base, my family were in the military. Mm-hmm. But no one necessarily lived on base, right? I had an uncle who served Desert Storm. He was Navy. Mm-hmm. But family didn't live on base. You know, especially in the Navy, they were gone so much. Yep. Um, living, on, living on a ship, family is not living on the base. Right. They just mm-hmm. didn't. As I got older and then I was doing, I started doing football camps. And I started to get the pleasure of going on all these different bases. Yeah. And I really saw... <clears throat> Some things, the advantages of kids going to all these different countries yeah. and experiencing that, but I also saw the disadvantages. Mm-hmm. The same way you could be sheltered, the same way that we talk about sheltered of someone living in a bubble of yeah. of of affluence, where there's someone that's living in a um, military bubble, that they only interact with kids that are in the, in the military. military. Yeah, and so that's all you know, and that's a good thing. And could be a bad thing because yeah. in that bad thing they also lack resources. For sure, yeah. right? Even though they're serving our government, the government only gives you so much. You only, you know, every, every family deals with it differently. There's all the, you know, all the stuff that goes on in that. And man, I really learned a lot, and really saw a lot that um, to the point I did that for probably about seven or eight years. Mm-hmm. And what the cool part was is I, I was able to serve maybe at this military base, and then maybe five, six years in, a kid that was at one military base. And they're at the other one. That the other one. Yeah. yeah. It was cool, but it was also you could see, I think I met him in the States, and then the next time I saw him six, seven years later, it was at uh, Camp Humphreys in Seoul, Korea. hmm Wow. Now- for me, it was cool to experience Seoul Korea, but for a black kid coming from one area to Seoul Korea, like his ability to identify is only on the military on the base. Because you go off the military yeah. base, it's a whole different it's world. A whole different, yeah. a whole different world. Exactly. Yeah. And then, like you said, like a military base, that's his. That's a world all in itself. Yeah. You it's know, a whole community. A whole community. So when I was growing up, it was a little different. Where we did have to go off the base to go to school. But now it's like you got your elementary school. You got Fort your, Bragg has multiple schools. Whole, on, I mean, it's literally a, literally community. a community. No, Fort Bragg yeah. has, I believe, two high schools right. or yeah. three high schools Everything on, is base. on base. That's crazy. Yeah. With football store. team. Yeah, yeah. Movie theater. So yeah. like, you really didn't have to leave. Yeah. Fast leave. food commissary. Yeah, yeah. Everything that you need. So yeah. again, like you said, like just being able to really identify, like you know, like what's what's what it is. Off, off this base, mm-hmm. um, but it was eye opening, man. But I appreciate it. Yeah. So yeah. Well, why, why was it eye opening? Yeah. So for me, again, uh, with my, you know, my dad being gone, traveling, my brother, he's off in school. So me and my mom, but then just you know, being able to go to a, um, a youth center, right? Going mm-hmm. to the youth center, and it's the the people that you see every day, right? So you playing ball, mm-hmm. you on, um, a youth football team or youth baseball team but again everybody's dealing with the same situations right like we both either one of our parents are in the military we all dealing with the same instance so 
But you can move off that base. Now you're dealing with some real stuff. Some yeah. real stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you know, single, single parent household on food stamps. Mm. Now it's like life is coming at you a little different mm. when now you're a young teenager. It's like, okay. It's a different dynamic. A different and you're seeing it out of a yeah. different lens now. Yeah. And mm. then again, like I say, it was just 10 miles down the road. We, we on, and not saying that when you stay on this military base, like everything is peaches and cream. No, it's not that. You still got people like that's struggling. That's struggling mm. and living life. Cause you in the military, like, you're not getting no no big money, you know what I'm saying? Unless you got high, you high, you high ranking, yeah. so you still struggling. But then it's just different dynamics when you when you get off that base, man. Where you see like you know real life, mm-hmm. real life struggle. So playing other sports just growing up, you know, did you play any other sports? Yeah. Um. So growing up, started off it was football, baseball, basketball. Okay. Everything. The big yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. Big three, and then um. Them them curveballs and the the, the the fast pitch started coming a little <laughs> too fast for me. So that baseball went to the wayside, and it was just a basketball and football. Okay, up um all through high school. Wow. What position in basketball? No, oh, run the show, run the show, point guard. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah run the show. Like what? Was it? what? I'm, I'm sorry, I asked the question. <laughs> but, but the, in your show. area, man, there's so many, so many legends who have come out of there. You got mm-hmm. Allen Iverson, and you got your, your, I mean, in football, your Michael Vicks, uh, Ronald Curry. Mm-hmm. You know who ab- who was able to do both. I mean, were you? Did you interact with any any of those guys? Well, there was um, they were older than me, so okay. um, AI he was playing when my older when my oldest brother was playing, but obviously being influential, yeah. yeah, very, very. You know, seeing those guys being able to make it mm-hmm. um, through similar situations and circumstances, it was like. All right, it's 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 a, it's a possibility. Yeah. Um. So you know, seeing um, you know, Mike Vick, Ron Curry, and those guys, man, it was just, um, again, like it was just like a dream come true just to even see them make it. It's like okay, they made it, we made it. I know it, I you can. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know I can. So that was that was dope. Now as an adult, how would you categorize <clears throat> Newport News as far as um, we with everything going on in the world today? As an adult, you know, you live here currently in Charlotte, mm-hmm. but just how how would you really summarize, unfiltered, what Newport News is as a you know, as a man, man with, with 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 children, with being a father, uh, being a husband, mm-hmm. you know. For me, and I and I say it all the time, like that's what Newport News is what groomed me and made me the person I am today. Just the way I look at things, the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, give like, us the best. What's the best? You say the best of both worlds. The best of what, both what, worlds. What worlds are those? For, for me, the yeah. best of both worlds is that um, I'm able to see the struggle, but I'm also able to see somebody that's doing well off for themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. So now it's like, as a man, it's like you know. Not necessarily you can pick and choose because some situations it's like you you walk into a bad situation, yeah. right? But you know, some luck, some work, some mm. grinding, you can get to that to where you want to get, right? But then I also see the struggle, right? Where you you never take for granted, you know, you waking up, them two, you know, your two feet hitting that floor in the morning, you never take for granted. Um, as a father, having guys I went to school with having to to bury their their sons that's something that I don't appreciate and I don't like the fact of of Newport News at the moment in time just the climate of you know um 
the youth killing each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's that's a tough pill to swallow. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, you know, you go back and you're like, this is home. Mm-hmm. One of the cool things, you know, just reading your story, you know, going from military, you know, not getting recruited, coming mm-hmm. out of high school. When did you first remember this underdog mentality in which really made you become a walk-on um, at Howard? Man, I think that, that underdog mentality has always been there. Um, I think I embraced it. Mm. I embraced it probably like my junior, senior year in high school. Why? Why Why? why are you able to pinpoint that time? <clears throat> because I, I feel on? as though, you know, you had, you know, youth league sports where yep. it's like, okay, you know, everybody got kind of got that dog. Yeah. But my junior year, specifically on the football field, I felt as though um, I was small. You know, I was I was five ten, a buck sixty five seventy. I, I think that's a great height. Playing <laughs> play, play middle linebacker. Anyway. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, Playing play middle linebacker. I mean, for some other, hey, for some other folks, I, I, I don't care what position. Now, I take five ten. You right. <laughs> yeah, five ten, one sixty five. Playing linebacker. Who? Yeah, again, I will <laughs> take that. Uh, is this shoes on or off? On, but I probably even wasn't five ten. I was say you round time. up on that Ross and high school. I was I was probably about a good five nine, five eight, five nine. I still take that. That's a good height yeah. still. Yeah. Well, you got that. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Where's the button? Ding. Yeah. Good. That's a good height. But um, I think it was around this time where I felt as though I was, be, I was holding my own. And you weren't getting the looks. I wasn't getting that. No, not even the looks, but just the respect. Oh. So you what's know. what's what's respect to you? Um, I'm setting you up, but go ahead. No, nah, it's all good. Um, it, it, but it's a good conversation. It's a great not, conversation. Not yeah. setting you up like some bad. Setting you up is as yeah. good because you gave me a look. I'll say this: when I say setting up podcast now, soon to be forty-two year old uh, uh, Steve Smitty, yeah. it's not the football. I'm setting you up as great content of who you are because mm-hmm. I, I going against you. I never worried or concerned myself of the physicality going against you. Yeah. For me, it was always keeping my eyes on where is Antoine because I know mm-hmm. when I need that big play, I can beat the corner, mm-hmm. but his ass is going to be over the top somewhere that's going to stop me from getting that play that I know I can get. Yeah, being a competitor, right? So yep. we, we're competitors, right? So yeah. if you're out there competing and you know you're competing at the top level, at some point, and and maybe and maybe not to even justify, but at some point you want to hear somebody say, "Okay, he's a dog," mm-hmm. and you can know it in your heart, you can know it in your mind. But I, I think every competitor wants to hear the, the validation, the validation of it. Of it. Mm. I think so, you know. Um, and at that point, I felt as though I was balling. Like you know, on, when it comes to linebacker, I don't think you could have found. A better, yeah. I mean, even though I was small in stature, mm-hmm. um, and at that time, you know, it, it was just it was just that. And then mm-hmm. just go to my senior year, all star game, not originally picked on the all star game, but then eventually, um, getting picked and you know, doing my thing. And mm-hmm. then from there, it was you know, not being recruited, um, 
damn near walk on a Howard University. Yeah. So all of that, you know, it was just one of them things. But then at that time, that's when I just embraced it. So do you think it was compounded by, it sounds like what you were saying, was it compounded by being overlooked almost? Yeah. I mean, of course. Oh, being overlooked, um, again, not getting those offers. But then again, you know, we all have our story. And that yeah. was just, that was meant for me. Yeah. That was meant for me. So what ultimately led you to, to to Howard? Why why did you select Howard University? Because it was a walk on, so it yeah. wasn't necessarily like, uh, and, and I'm assuming it's not necessarily like, like a preferred or or like yeah yeah yeah. yeah. No. So um, because they didn't they didn't necessarily go. Oh man, about, Antoine's about, coming. Oh, about, that's why that's why I just knew this story was for me. Um, I was getting recruited um, by Norfolk State, um, another HBCU in mm -hmm. Virginia. Um, and at the time, the defensive coordinator was recruiting me. And um, him and my head football coach at, in my high school, they had a previous stint at Howard University doing the same coaching style. Mm. So at Howard, the, um, the head coaching job became available. Um, coach Ray Petty, he was a coach that was recruiting me at Norfolk State, got the head coaching job. He came to my high school and got my um, head coach and asked him, will he be the offensive coordinator at Howard? This was my senior year. Um, he was recruiting me at Norfolk State. And um, my head coach said, look, this guy can play ball. Hmm. You know, um, he was already recruiting me at Norfolk State. So he said, look, um, I don't have any money. Mm -hmm. um, it was kind of late in the process. He was like, but if you come do what you need to do in the classroom on the field, um, that second year, we can we can give you some money. So. Went on my visit, and it was a wrap after that. You know, got on campus. It was uh, like March. Um, the weather was good in D.C., mm -hmm. and I walked on the yard, <laughs> and the ratio was like 17 to 1. <laughs> when you let, let me educate our listeners. When you say when you, walked on the, when you walked on the yard and the ratio, what the do ratio you, was. What do you, what do you, what do you uh, an, a, Female a, to male. Okay. <laughs> so your ability to strike out was lessened. Hey. <laughs> hey Odds but, are in favor. But, but, but. My brother just had to have a pulse. Because I knew what you meant. But, but even that, though, but, know, if you but, just, but, but even, you're a college kid. So I'm, yeah. I'm 17. Yeah, you're like, 17. Yeah. I'm 17. You're 17. You, you're still growing. I'm st yeah. Hitch, I stopped. So <laughs> I, hey, you're still growing. You're, yeah. you're feeling out. Hey. You're yeah. a linebacker. Yeah, yeah. Switching to safety. safety. Yeah, yeah. So seven. Hey, the first one. So the first one you go up to, you know, seventeen to one. The first one you say, "Hey, linebacker boy, you too small." Well, I sixteen. Right. Hey. <laughs> so, so with that, with that, and then just the weekend, and then just giving the history, the strong, rich history of Howard University, yeah. man. And um, you know, it was you no know, that Sunday. I called my mom and my dad. I'm like, look, we're gonna have to. You know, we had to get it from somewhere this first year. Yeah. Um, but it was it was like I said, this it, it was made for me. It was supposed to work out the way it did. Yeah. What was your experience at an HBCU, and then why do you continue to be such an advocate for HBCUs? And, and what is HBCU? I know, but I didn't know until 19 years ago when I came from California via Utah. To North Carolina. Yeah. Historically, black colleges and universities, mm -hmm. HBCUs. Um, and they're primarily on what side of the country? East Coast. Down Southeast, South. yeah. Southeast. Okay. All right. Yep. Best four years of my life. Mm -hmm. Best four years of my life. And then, you know, when I'm talking to 
young um, men and women that's thinking about the HBCU, um, I I tell them <clears throat> it was one time in my life as a young black man I was a majority. Mm. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> Growing up, you're the minority. Yeah. But it, nine times out of ten, the room that you walk in, you're gonna be the minority, right? So you know they're gonna look at you a little different or whatever the case may be. But this one time in my life for four years, I walked on campus, I walked in every classroom, and I was the majority. And I was looking at, so a lot of times you grow up, um, depending on you know the areas you grow up in, it's like, you know, if you can't run a throw ball, you ain't got a wicked jump shot mm. or something like that, like it's not gonna be too many things you're gonna be successful in. But then you walking into these rooms and you got inspiring doctors, architects, dentists, like that was real. Mm. That was real. And then coming from where I was coming from, I'm like, wow, like, you know, I I I probably I probably growing up probably seen like a, a black dentist and then, you know, mm. watching the Cosby show, you know, you seen you know, a, a doc, a black doctor, but you know, walk on campus, and then you got Frederick Douglass, you got Alain Locke, you got Charles Drew on these buildings. Mm. Like these are black, powerful, you know, black men and women that has like strong. Um, they're no longer a figment. They're not. Of, that's a, not a, of your mm, imagination, or mm, they're no longer just a. A project a, in a February. A, yeah. A black and white picture <laughs> you know of, what I'm of, a, of, a, yeah. of a man in Afro. Yeah. Right yeah. now they're on top of buildings and they actually mean, they mean something. something. Yeah. Versus like, man, I wonder. Yeah. So, right. you know, February, Black History Month. Hey, look, we're going to do this book report. Find, you know, find you somebody. And you discover something. And you, you discover, go, wow. Yeah. Like, but now. The black history extends more than one month. Yeah. Exactly. So now, you know, you're walking on this campus each and every day. And you got people feeding that stuff into your mm -hmm. into your soul. I think it's about that time. Just uh, take a little breather. Good do it. Good do it. Let's get down to it. Hey, Gerard, where did you get that T-shirt? You mean this thing? Oh, yes. <laughs> I got it from CutToItPodcast.com, where we have exclusive merchandise. Shout out to our guys at 704 Shop. But yeah, you can go on, buy you a T-shirt, subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. 
Save 30% on super comfortable, machine washable, and great looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K N I X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K N I X.com. When you're playing against guys, you, you, you really get, I don't know, I think a false sense of who they are. Yeah. Right? You have a podcast, you played, and your podcast was with a, a teammate of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I heard some, I heard a, a conversation you guys had, and it was unique, but also, it also, originally I was kind of like, what? And then also just looking back at myself, because actually um, a couple of weeks ago, a, a gentleman asked me a, asked me a question. Yeah, he was like, "Man, I just want to ask you something." And he shot the question, and I and I and I always say, "You want the lie, the truth." Mm-hmm. He was like, "Man, I want the truth." And, and he was like, "Well, okay, since you offered it, tell me the lie." I was like, "Because he said, you know, what made you different or unique?" Mm-hmm. I said, "The lies, or you know." Um, I don't even remember. I just said something stupid or yeah. something. He was like, "All right, we got that." He said the truth, and the truth was, I didn't want to create. I didn't. I did not want to create friendships mm-hmm. when I played. I was not interested in being your friend. I wasn't interested in what you, what you felt about me, teammate, or opponent. Mainly opponent. Teammate, depending on the day. Yeah. But mainly opponent. Yeah. And sitting back. I look at it, I kind of chuckle because the way I played that opponent, a lot of times that rubbed opponents the wrong, wrong way. way. Yeah. But what's the funniest part is if we're an opponent, pause, how am I supposed to rub you? Right, 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 right. <laughs> right. We ain't supposed to be like best friends out nah. here. And, yeah. I, and, that's, and that's always, and that's why I, I, can, I like this conversation where we're going is when I ask you about Hearing respect, mm-hmm. you say you you would love to hear your opponent give you your respect. Mm-hmm. You know what I loved? I, I didn't want to hear you respect me. I wanted to know that your body told me you respected me. Yeah. No, I, and I respect that too because a lot of times, you know, a guy can respect you, but he gonna he gonna do and say whatever, try to negate that. Of what he truly feels, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just, just out of spite, out of hate, or whatever yeah. the case may be. So I can definitely respect that too, and I agree with you, and I agree with you because, um, you probably don't have to say it, but like you said, when we step in, yeah, side those white lines, like you knew 41 was going, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And so, you knew, like, it, that I remember, I remember playing against you with Tory, when Tory was with y'all, mm-hmm. and this was I had came back after uh. My back. You was in Baltimore at the time? Baltimore, yeah. yeah. Yep. And it was like we at the end of and and um I was playing well, but mm-hmm. we just gave up too many plays. And then I remember and I remember we looked eye to eye and uh it was like a Hail Mary we was trying to get and it was an end zone and we both jumped. And he didn't want to let me get it, I didn't want to let him get it. And he's and I remember you said something to me, but I, I heard the respect but it was also like, you know, hey, 
you know, because he had played against me so much that a lot of guys don't realize, for me, respect is we're going to play and we're going to hit each other, but it's going to be clean. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If I I only hit people clean. If I hit you dirty, which was random, then that means I had no respect for you. Mm -hmm. But how I earned respect Mm. was if I saw a DB and it was on the sideline, I ain't stepping out of bounds. So look, so I'm gonna go, so I'm gonna go. So that's a story so, I had. So Antoine. So no, this that, th- th- this is the story I had. Right? Let's visit your Steve Smith story. Nah, this is the story I had because you know I mean I think I, I I get a lot of questions about you know who's the toughest receiver that you play like you know, um, and obviously you know I mean everybody know like like you said the way you played the game yeah. right. So that was like did you have did you ever have any run ins? With him, I'm like, nah. I mean, I think we we both respected each other, and we both played the game the way the game was supposed to be played. It was hard. You see what you hit. It was yeah. yeah, It was nothing dirty, but whatever. But I'm like, I have heard him talk disrespectful to some of my teammates. Right? Really, Steve Smith. So, so it was. It was. It was. This is great because we both are at that age. We're done playing. We ain't gonna go lock, you ain't gonna go get no cleats. Somebody tell me go get my cleats. I'm like, for yeah, what? Yeah, you, <laughs> got you got it. You got hey, it. Hey, man, I need to use my ladder yeah. to get up on my bookcase to get those cleats. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so they say disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Bro, what am I supposed to do? We are hitting each other. Yeah. So go ahead with the story. So it was we was playing it indie. Um, I'm trying to think who who the DB was. See, that could tell you a lot too. <laughs> I'm trying. That tell I'm, you a lot too. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think who the DB was. Okay. Uh, I'm not gonna say his name, but please don't. No, we're, nah, we're, not, we're, not, we're not, no not, indictment. Never, nah, but, but it was one of them stories. You was running on the sideline, and he eased up. The, the defender eased up. Okay. And you, boom, and he eased. He eased up. You still in play. Because <laughs> you ain't catching me. Right, Listen, right. there's a few guys that have caught me that I eased up on. Yeah. Mark Berenger caught me one time with the with the Panthers. Yeah. LaFell was blocking and he I thought he was gonna get him. He didn't. Man, Mark hit me so hard. Yeah. <laughs> Bang! So that sideline is 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 tricky on the uh-huh, sideline. Uh-huh. Cause like you know, the week before, you could have had a receiver on the sideline mm-hmm. and you running and Stepped out of bounds. Yeah, yeah, I don't do that. You know, <laughs> stepped out of bounds. Yeah. But it could be that one time where you ease up, which you, you know you're not supposed to do inside the lines. Uh-huh. And he hit him, and the corner was like, you know, like it was got a button, got a button in his pads, right? Yeah. So I remember you getting up and was like, you little ass boy, like you know, <laughs> just like talking bad to him. So I, like, I'm, you know, obviously I'm running, I'm running to the ball, right? Uh-huh. So, I'm running to the ball. So the defender gets up and just start running away. I'm like, don't you, don't you? So wait, 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 wait. So Smitty, th- he, he thudded Smitty. No, 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 Smitty thudded him. You sm- okay? You thudded him. But you thought he was going out of bounds. He no, I didn't him. think I was no, going out of he, bounds. No, he no, that's what I'm saying. The, the defender. Yeah. That's his problem. Yeah, right, so, right. So Smitty thudded him. He fell. Smitty called him a little ass boy. Like and talking it, to him, and then he, talking and then, to him back, and then he scampers off, and he runs off. And while I'm, <laughs> I was trying while, to while I'm like picture this though, like I'm yeah, running to the ball and I'm seeing it, and I see my man get up and run off, and Smitty like talking to him back. Yeah. So I grab him. I'm like, yo, don't you ever, uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. Don't you ever run away from wanting somebody talking bad like that? So yeah. I, you know, I'm I'm looking at Smitty. I'm like, look, man, you ain't gonna talk to my young boy like that. Why, well, why and, not? Right? Why can't I talk to your young boy like you that? You can, but for me, you gotta have his. I back. gotta have his. You gotta back have his back. Okay, so at I all time. I'm liking this because the, the vet stepped in, but ultimately, but I'm a vet. The exactly. hell you stepping in for? On his so, scene. So yeah. why why are you stepping in? Right. My guy. Oh, that's okay. my guy. Yeah. That's your guy. That's the guy, guy that just got ran the over. The guy that yeah. got ran that's over. That's guy. My the guy, guy that get... scampered away. But at the that, end of the day. Hold on now. I'm he, not here. Hey, he, <laughs> <laughs> he scampered. Right. But from that right there, I'm like, bro, like, we, we can't have that. Yeah. No, nah, we can't have that. And so, and you, so, you, so, so let's but go. I, but look, I respected it. Yeah. I respected the okay. little ass boy. You, you just had to have your guys back in. But what did I say exactly? It was it was to the tune like... Yeah, like a, you little ass boy, you better. You know what I mean, something like you better come. Yeah. You know, something bigger than that. You know, yeah. cook probably a little, a couple yeah, more. Not yeah, not enough yeah, other yeah, stuff. Yeah, Give yeah, me a yeah, diet yeah, 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 in trouble at the house. We in the ballpark. We in the ballpark. You little ass boy. Something about weight room. Some 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 about yeah. weight room. Okay. But it was it was it was the fact that because for me it's like you hear a lot of stuff like while the game is going. Yeah. A lot of stuff where you you laugh. Yeah, some of it's funny. Some of it's funny. Like you know. So again, that was one of the stories where. After the game, we got a dub, and you know you sit in the locker room and you watching the film and you see the you see the play, and I'm like pause that, and you know I tell the young boy like yeah. man don't let don't ever let this happen again like and it's, but it's a lesson learned like don't yeah. ease up on the sideline like you know when a grown man talk we all grown men out here you don't yeah. let no grown man talk to you like that but then in my mind it's like. Sound like something I would have did too. See, like, he's just saying see, he had he had to have his guys. See, like that's what I wanted because there are so many stories out there that's kind of like Steve's this, Steve's that, you know, blah blah blah. But at the end of the day, I played hard every play, but I also put a target on my back where I couldn't have. You couldn't have stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I couldn't jog. I couldn't jog through. Like he come down, forty one come down. And he he lines up and he becomes the the, the linebacker, bro. They re-identify that mic and they slide to the right. Yeah. That means that now that that uh, dime or 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 nickel mm-hmm. or safety now is run support, mm-hmm. and I'm in a tight split. That's my guy. Yeah. And we gonna lock eyes. So I yeah. know. Yeah. I know. He look that, at me, yeah. I, and I ain't gonna look away. Yeah. Like, I ain't looking away. Like I hope he don't see. You. I'm looking at him like. I see you. You see me. Yeah. How are How we, we gonna, gonna do this? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna go low. Yeah. So because one, I, I I respect them. Yeah. Two, that's illegal. Yeah. Right. And three, I don't want to if the shoe's on the other foot, foot and he right. has an opportunity to hit me low. Yeah. And now I'm over here playing hot potato, hot feet. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we've been moving this ball down the field. We're about to wrap up this conversation. Our, our last segment is the deep three. Mm-hmm. Last three questions. Smitty, go ahead and give them the first one. How do you want to impact the world? Man, um, it's funny you say that. Uh, playing this game, you know, you, you played it a long time. And if uh, if I step up, if I leave this world and they say, you know, A.B. was a, a great football player, then I fail, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, my foundation, the Bethay Family Foundation, man, just impact. <clears throat> if I can impact one life, mm. um, I think I've I've done a good job, you know. Mm. But obviously, being able to impact as many lives as as, as we can with the platform, man. Um, you know, <clears throat> young men and young women just try to 
push them to be the best person that they can be and get them get them out of their comfort zone. Mm. Yeah. Well, I can tell you, you've already done that then because I've seen some of the stuff your foundation has done. You're doing those campus tours. You're you're allowing kids to see uh, campuses that they may or may not have been able to see. So no just being able, it's not a daydream anymore. So even just giving that opportunity mm-hmm. um, is going to pay dividends. So man, if that's it, then then mission accomplished. But I know you're going you're going to keep pushing through yeah, anyway. Got to, got to. So how would you describe the person you've become? That's a great question. We, we do that here. Yeah, great question. How? Um, <laughs> so, so he gonna he gonna take credit for my question? <laughs> I said we. The that I've become, messing with you, man. Um, messing with you. Oh, I'm sorry. I become more the biggest thing, like more understanding, right? I mm. know. Um, I think marriage does that. I think living does I that. Um, having kids, having kids definitely does that but I was so black and white for a long time but obviously now it's like you know I mean my kids ask me questions now I'm just like like yo like you know it really have had me thinking so I think the biggest thing for me like I'm more understanding student I'm I'm learning Mm. I'm learning about myself you know I'm still learning you know about you know just 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 life my family so I would say um, just a student and just, you know, more understanding. I would say the, the biggest two things right now that okay. I kind of see. Okay. Okay. Myself. Yeah. So being from Newport News, being one of many young men coming from, from out there, if you can get a billboard, mm-hmm. what would you put on that billboard to say to anybody in Newport News? Dream big. Mm-hmm. Because I think again, <clears throat> you got so many again young young men, young women. They feel as that they feel as though that's all it is is Newport News, what they see every day, yeah. mm. um, and they limit themselves so much. Mm. Um, they don't dream. Mm-hmm. It's like they're living their day to day life. Like you know, I'm 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 14 and I'm the man of my house. Like I gotta go to work. I, well, I gotta do whatever I can do to bring money into the household. They're not given that opportunity to really dream. Yeah. So I think that's what my, my billboard would be, would be, you know, dream big. Mm. Man, it's been an honor and a privilege to have you on, man. Man, I appreciate it. Man, I appreciate your Antoine. Yeah. yeah, that was good, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I'm, I'm I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not as scary as they say. Hey, look, man, I, I, I respect you, bro. I yeah. respect you, man. Like, I, was, I always respected you, man. Always, always, um, always knew, you know, We've had enough guys on here, defensive guys. I, I, every defense, every defender I went against, whether they believed or not, I always respected them. Yeah. Now the level of respect, yeah, that's going would, yeah. is going to vary throughout the game. Hmm. But always knew and always going against you. Um, never ever wanted to see a situation where either one of us got hurt, especially mm-hmm. with it being in my hands. Yeah. Right. And but I always knew, um, you know, DB wherever it was, you know, I could do that. Where's forty one at? Yeah. You know, where's got to find forty one? Yeah, got got to pay attention to him because he'll creep up and get a pick, and then I got to chase him down. <laughs> and then I'm mad I got to chase him. Yeah, down. you can. You don't hey, get paid for that part. Nah. Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> 
you know, and then and then people look at his opportunity. I can, I, they can hit me. Oh yeah, head on, head on a swivel. I'm over, yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, I'm over there. I, yeah. I'm over there. Yeah, focus. Blah. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh. Uh, Brian Erglacher caught me like that one time. Caught you slipping. Man, threw it, they threw a pick and I was running. I was locked in and I had the arm. Boom, he <laughs> hit me. I said, damn. He was like, ha, I gotcha. <laughs> so, but man. you was one of those guys, man. No, I appreciate that. Man. It's, it's, the, the, it's mutual, man. Mutual yeah. respect, man. Like I said, going against you, man. I just, you knew how to, got to be A1 that day. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And, you know, I, you know how it is in the league. Every week it's, they going every team gonna have that one. Yeah. But but you know, just just being able, you know, to go up against you, just know you had that dog in you, man. Always respect your game, man. And regardless of what everybody else be saying, man, yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. You are a unique person. You are well worth it. You are competent. And most of all, you're lovable. I'm Steve Smith Sr. I'm Gerard Littlejohn. And this is Cut to It. Cut to It with Steve Smith Sr., that is me, is a production of Cut to It, LLC, Balto Creative Media, The Black Effect, and iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From Cut to It, executive producer Steve Smith Sr., co-host Gerard Littlejohn, talent and booking manager Joe Fushi. Social media team, Wesley Robinson and John Show from Balto Creative Media. Cut to it is produced by Brian Baltashevich and Meredith Carter with production assistance by Alex Lebrecht, production coordinator Taylor Robinson. Theme music by Alex Johnson, lyrics and vocals by Anthony Hamilton. If you ain't heard about it, then we're about to let you know. If you're looking for the most epic place on Earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.